Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Your why is extremely powerful. And it's important that you understand what that is in your relationship to growing as a husband. Today, we're going to be unpacking this question like, why is my why important? And how do I choose my why? I also have an exciting announcement, so stay tuned. Welcome to the Husband's Coaches Corner, the podcast that teaches husbands how to love their wife every day and become better men in the process. I'm your host, Chris Scott, a.k.a. The Husband Coach. Welcome back. And if this is your first time listening to the Husband Coaches Corner, I want to say welcome and thank you for joining the show today. This is the podcast designed for husbands to learn how to love their wife every day. Now, for all of my long-term listeners, you heard me talk about starting your wife journal. Today, I'm excited to announce the template of the wife journal is available and it is 100% free. All you have to do is sign up for the weekly newsletter where I won't only send you the drill for the week, but share some practical ways you can add romance to your marriage and make it stronger. If you haven't heard of the wife journal, this is a book I use to keep notes about my wife and our relationship. It's the single tool that has helped me grow as a husband. As I mentioned before, it is 100% free. You can think of this as your interactive guide for the episodes every week. All you have to do to get this is enter your name and your email on the sign-up page, and you'll get the wife journal instantly. You can find the sign-up link in the show notes. All right, so over the past few weeks, I have been talking about staying committed to the process, mapping out the process. Today, let's talk about how badly you want that goal at the end of your process, because understanding your why up front is going to help you go through the adversities that you're going to chase or that you're going to run into while you chase after that goal or you go through your process. Now, before we get into this, I have a very brief story and, and illustration, and I promise it'll tie into today's episode quite well. So on the 21st of January, I set a goal for myself to run 50 miles by the end of January. So from the 21st to the 31st, I was expecting to run 50 miles. My plan to achieve uh, that was, you know, or my process, if you will, it was five miles every single day. By day five, there was some bad weather where I lived, so I didn't get out to run. And then by day six, there was ice all over the ground, so again, I didn't get out to run. Uh, obviously, that one was for safety reasons. So day seven came, and I was 10 miles in a hole. Uh, and needless to say, I was off my plan. So I said, okay, I'm going to change my plan around, which included even more running in the shorter period of time. I'm no superstar when it comes to running, right? Uh, so it was outside of my capability at this point. On day 10, I only had 27 miles completed. 
right? So I finished the, the time frame of 10 days and I only had 27 miles completed. I was just over 50% of what the goal was. So that means I failed, doesn't it? Well, it depends on what I considered to be my ultimate goal. Was it to run 50 miles or was it to run the distance in the time frame? And this is where you have to go back and examine your why. Why did I set the goal in the first place? So many of you listening may feel like you set goals and they're never achieved because the date comes and the goal is not accomplished. As important as it is to set deadlines, they're not always the measuring factor of your success. You have to understand why you set the goal in the first place, and then you can measure how successful you are in the end or by the time you hit that deadline. Today, we're going to unpack the why behind the goal, and hopefully that will help you realize how to better evaluate your goals. Also, don't beat yourself up if it doesn't work out by the deadline. Keep working to achieve what it is you set out to achieve, regardless of how long it takes for you to get there. There are a lot of people that are more experienced and wise than I am, a lot lot smarter people out there uh, than I am on this matter. But um, I think some of the things I have to offer will absolutely help. All right. So the very first question is why? This is something, you know, our kids, they love, kids love to ask this question. Uh, and rightfully so, because why it leads to understanding if you're really paying attention. All right. So the first question we have to ask ourselves is, why did I set this goal to become a better husband in the first place? Understanding why you set this goal is important because that will be the reason you go back to when you want to stop working on it or when external forces try to take you away from it. All right. So here's an example. Your goal is to have a date night with your wife every single weekend. Right. So that's four weekends, maybe five weekends in a month. Depends on how the calendar works out internally. I have to plan this out and I don't have the time or the energy to do it. So the internal battle is you just don't make the time because everything else seems to be a little bit more important. But your goal is to have these weekends with your wife, uh, whatever you plan out. But you keep telling yourself, oh, I can't do that because I got this. Oh, I can't do that because I got this. And then the weekend comes and you're like, oh, all right, I guess I'll just not do anything because I didn't get to plan it. All right. Or there's the external issues that come in. And, uh, you know, this is more of a my friends. They invited me to the Super Bowl party that's happening this weekend. So. Obviously, I can't keep up with doing something with my wife because I'm already going to be doing something. And, you know, that's an external thing. It could be something as simple as my boss, he wants me to do this report or she wants me to do this report, whatever it is. Uh, Obviously, you have to do your job, but those are external stressors. And then you have to go back to your why, because that's going to help you reevaluate the how. Okay. And the how is the process. 
The why is what gets you started to even build the process and make the goal. Or really, the why is what makes you want to make the goal. And then it, it fills your ambition to build the process, which becomes the how. Now, when you know your why behind the goal, it's easy to evaluate the internal and external things that may keep you from continuing to work on your goal. So you have to write down, why do I want to be a better husband? Why do I want to do these things with my wife? What is there to gain on the back end, right? What is there to gain immediately? What is there to gain through the process? Your why has to be for like the forefront in your mind. Uh, otherwise, you're going to run into making it easy to say, you know what? I don't need to do this. I'm not going to do this. All right. Now, the second thing we need to look at is how do I choose a why? There's so many whys out there. And uh, let me just give you a quick disclaimer. You can have more than one why for the goal. The goal is the what. The why is the reason you are doing whatever this process is to get to the goal or the what. All right. Choosing a why has some general guidelines, but ultimately, this is something that you will have to determine for yourself. I have a few common statements that husbands can use to give them a why for their marriage, but again, you're going to have to choose this for yourself. Uh, The first one would be, my wife deserves to have the best version of me that I can be. I don't disagree with that, and that is a perfect why. The reason why I'm doing this is so I can become a better me for her. Makes sense, right? She should be blessed by my ability to perform as a husband and love her every single day. She deserves that. The second one is, I want to honor my wife above my own selfish ambitions. And this is something that I think a lot of men struggle with. We are selfish and we don't always want to honor our wife above us, but Uh, When we do, we reap the benefits in a huge way, all right? And for anyone who's listening in right now and you're like, oh, that's a silly why, that's a cop-out, I need to take care of things, uh, I recommend you give this a shot where you remove your own selfish ambitions and you serve your wife, you love her, and just see what happens. I guarantee you, you will be uh, you'll, you'll be surprised promise. All right. Um, and then the third one that I have here is I don't want to get a divorce. Now I'm not a huge fan of this. Why? Right. Uh, I think that when you enter into marriage, the commitment and vows that you make when you're standing at that altar is 100% you saying you're not going to get a divorce. I mean, in most vows, it says through better or for worse or for better, for worse. Uh, Like it's a level of commitment. You know, when you go to the altar and you make that commitment, that is the start of the process. And you have to commit to the process. No one in the history of marriage gets married and becomes this like super Casanova of a husband. All right. Don't beat yourself up. Just work on becoming a better husband. That's it. That is the secret sauce. All right. 
all these marriage books out there that want to tell you, oh, I got the secret to what will make you a better man, a better husband. There's no secret, right? You just have to commit to growing and becoming a better person, a better man, a better husband for your wife. And how you do that, you know, that's going to be different for every single person. Uh, Using some of the tools that I bring up in this podcast will absolutely get you there. But I don't like this reason of why, but a lot of husbands that I've talked to, when I say, hey, why do you want to become a better husband? And the number one thing is like this mind of scarcity of, I don't want to get a divorce. And I, I agree with the statement, I don't want to get a divorce, but that is not my why behind becoming a better husband. Uh, because to me, the only reason I'm doing it is so I don't lose her. And if I have to continuously grow, or if I have to hold that as my why, I will always be living in this shadow of one day she could just walk away if I don't perform right. And that is like, talk about stage fright or uh, anxiety in a relationship. It's unhealthy. So I don't agree with this as the determining factor of growing. I think that it's a obvious statement and you definitely want to pay attention to what you're doing so you're not driving your marriage towards a divorce. That makes perfect sense. I get that. But don't make the reason why you want to grow because you don't want to get a divorce. All right. Uh, that's that's no reason, in my opinion. That's not a good why. That's a bad why, and uh, I believe it's toxic. So that's enough on that one. Now, the third thing that I have, why is my why important? All right, so if you haven't heard anything in this podcast, I want you to walk away with this information right now, today. Why is my why important? I mentioned it earlier There are things internal and external that will push us away from completing our goals, right? These are the roadblocks or the hurdles inside of our process that we have to overcome so we can continue moving towards our end goal. The why, catch this guys, the why is what keeps you going. When you hit that roadblock, you have to say, okay, why do I want to do this? Oh yeah, that's why. Okay. How can I get around this obstacle now? And this is your in-stride, mid-course correction so you can get over whatever the situation is, internal or external, and then keep moving forward because your why is your fuel. And if your why doesn't have enough energy, tenacity, whatever, if you don't have enough uh, drive or motivation behind it or it doesn't motivate you, then it's probably not a good why for you to use, all right? So my recommendation in that case would be to reevaluate your why, reassess your process or your goal so you can redefine your process, all right? I'll say that again because that was a little, uh, little bit of a mouthful. Evaluate your why so you can reevaluate your goal and then refine your process. The reason why your why is so important 
is it gives purpose to your end state. And when you have a purpose, the how and what of the goal is put into perspective. That's why your why is important. You have to have purpose and you have to put things into perspective. So what if I fail to meet my goal on the date I set? Now, this is the big question, right? Uh, We are creatures that are accustomed to failure. We understand failure. It's it's something, you know, that we're, we're really, I don't know, like we as people expect to fail. And I don't know why that is. There's nothing wrong with failure. Uh, you know, obviously if you keep doing the same thing and you keep failing, then the failure on that end is not that you tried. It's that you continue doing the same thing, expecting different results. Uh, the phrase for that or the word for that is insanity. Um, that doesn't work. However, failing is the best opportunity to learn. The answer that I give to this question, whenever someone comes to me and they're like, oh man, I failed. I didn't meet the goal. I missed this deadline, whatever. My response is always, so what? Um, and truthfully, I have adopted this into my professional life. Uh, I work human resources professionally, and there are deadlines that I have to meet. So when I don't meet them and, you know, my uh, employees or coworkers, they come and they say, oh, man, we didn't meet this deadline. We missed the suspense. My very first response is, so what? Like, so what? Why were we doing what we were doing in the first place? Like, let's not lose sight of that. We're so tunnel vision on accomplishing the goal that we don't even know the reason that we started doing the goal in the first place. And when that gets into perspective, it's like, oh, okay, yeah, that's right. The reason we were doing this was because and we can actually reevaluate and reassess whatever this issue is that we ran into and get back on track, make a new process, and follow that through. Now, I will caution that if you are making it a, if you're making it the norm for you to constantly not meet the deadline that you set for yourself, uh, that is toxic to your ability because then you just become nonchalant and careless, all right? You have to have some accountability to yourself, uh, first, right? In order to achieve your goals, you have to account for yourself. Don't expect other people to do it for you. You have to do it for yourself. And then you will start to realize what actually needs to happen and you'll prioritize things. It just, it, it all makes sense. But the first thing that you have to do is commit to the process that you set for yourself so you can have something, uh, as I like to call, a known point to adjust from. It's hard to adjust in the middle of nowhere uh, because you were just wandering. But if you knew that you were driving up the street and then there's a detour, well, I either need to turn left or right so I can go around the detour and then get right back onto the street. I know where I'm adjusting from. But if I was just driving, I'm like, okay, I'm 
trying to get here. And I could have been driving the absolute opposite direction of where I was trying to go. It's so important that you do not lose sight of your why and you stay committed to the process. Now, here's what I will also caution you on deadlines. Use a deadline as a guide. It is a, I would like to be here by this time, all right? And you work as hard as you can to get there by that time. Now, when you get to that time, no matter if you meet the goal or you don't meet the goal, you have to assess if you did meet the goal, right? Uh, Because the only way you're going to know if you did or didn't is when you get there and you say, okay, I'm here now. And did I meet the goal? And if the answer to that is yes, then good for you. Set a new goal, map out a new process and get to going. Right. Or you're going to say, no, I didn't meet the goal. And then you'll say, "Okay, well, this is a milestone. And you map out the new deadline for your goal and you go for it. Right. Now, this is how you just overcome failure in general. Failing isn't a problem. You just have to reassess when you fail. So you look at, okay, what got me to this point and what can I fix or what can I adjust so I don't hit this same point again. Uh, Instead, I'll get to a different point. Now, if you keep doing the same thing because you just don't know any better, then maybe it's time for you to get some external help so someone can come and evaluate what it is that you have going on and maybe they can help you out. All right. So don't be afraid to fail. That's just a part of life. You can overcome it by understanding what your why is and putting that into the full perspective, as I talked about earlier. But this is the the process of achieving goals. Now, this information, it goes beyond uh, marriage, obviously. Um, You can use this in any part of your life where you're trying to achieve something. You have to know the why for the goal. All right. Now, uh, I have some recommended reading for you in the show notes. Uh, from an author by the name of Simon Sinek. And he had, there's two books. I've read them. Uh, they're very centric towards business and workspace and things of that sort. But the principles can be applied to you as a husband inside of your marriage. Uh, because really what he's talking about is innovative leadership. And If that is something you are struggling with in your marriage, being an innovative leader for your wife, then understanding your why may be the first step to getting you onto the path of being a leader in your home, especially if you have sons, uh, if you have little boys, or if you have girls. You have to be a leader, but for, for men, for boys... Uh, they observe you as the father, as the male figure, and they emulate after you, even though they go through the teenage years where they're defiant, um, the younger years when they're little kids, 
they are looking up to you because you are the man and they want to become what you are. So you have to set that model. And one of the most beautiful models that you can set is being a loving, compassionate husband to your wife in front of your son, because he's going to grow up to know that that's how I treat my wife. All right. There's a lot of nonsense in the media today that is teaching our boys that women are hoes and, and all these other things. And we don't need that in our lives. All right. It's toxic to our communities. It's toxic to marriage as a whole. Um, And it just hurts relationships and causes domestic violence, uh, which makes no sense to me. Why would you get married to a woman in the first place if all you see her as is an object or a hoe or whatever? Like that just makes no sense to me. So hopefully that resonated with some of you. Uh, But the name of the books got off on a little bit of a tangent. The name of the books, Start With Why and Find Your Why. I highly recommend, even if you don't read the whole thing uh, of the books, I just recommend that you read through some of the chapters and and just say, oh, okay, this is what he's saying. Um, And don't feel like you have to finish the book in a month, right? Uh, It's more important that you work through your process than you go out and read these books. Uh, These books are just really good at helping guide you through the process and how to deal with challenges when your process throws crap at you. It's just, it's life, all right? So wrapping up the episode, I want to kind of outline how the drills are going to run now. So instead of me doing the drill in the podcast, what you're going to do is you will get a form when you sign up for the newsletter and on the drill, there will be a link to an episode specifically for that drill. So that way you don't have to listen to an entire episode. You can listen to uh, just the information specific to that drill and then you can execute it. But there's going to be instructions on all of the drills. So you don't have to really worry about uh, listening to the episode. It's just for those who need a little bit of extra um, explanation. And, you know, if you run into questions, you can always send me an email at husbandcoach2020 at gmail.com and I'll respond to you. You know, these drills are 100% things that uh, I have written out. I have tested with my own wife and I only provide them to you because I believe that they help me with the process of becoming a more loving and compassionate husband, uh, which you know, this is something that I go back to time and time again, self-evaluation, reevaluation, and then execution. Uh, or actually, I said those out of order. Self-evaluation, execution, reevaluation. And then it's just like this never-ending process. That's what these drills are designed to be. You don't do them once and then forget about them. Uh, you do You do the assessment, which drill do I need? You use the drill, that's the execution, and then you come back and you reflect, okay, what did I learn from this drill? And then you apply what you learned to your life. You apply what you learned to your relationship. You applied what you learned to your overall uh, process of becoming a husband. I really do hope that this episode resonated with everyone. If you're not signed up for the newsletter, 
I can't recommend enough that you sign up for the newsletter. I promise you, I'm not going to spam you. I don't like to spam. I'm not a spam type of person. All right. Uh, you will get information that will be beneficial to you as a husband learning how to become a more compassionate, loving man. Uh, and, you know, you can share these resources with friends and family members, uh, you know, start a whole revolution behind it. So I'll leave it there. And until the next time, I want each and every one of you to find a way to love your wife every day. Peace. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Uh, if you found this information helpful, please share it with a friend. You know, the more we get the message out there, we're going to keep on helping husbands find ways to love their wife every single day. Now, if you're not already, sign up for the newsletter. Every single week, I send out tips and tricks on ways to influence your relationship with your wife in a positive way, teaching husbands how to become more loving, compassionate, empathetic, you know, just everything that we want to be as husbands. And it's 100% free. Here at The Husband Coach, I'm on a mission to help people learn how to become better husbands so that they can thrive in their marriage. If that's something you're interested in, sign up for the free newsletter today. And until the next time, I want all of you to find a way to love your wife every day.